In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Pop Crime, where we discuss everything from the gossip to the gavel, the latest scandals, trending legal dramas, as well as the infamous crimes and dirty deeds of the pop culture past. I'm Kiki Monique. If you follow me online, you probably know me as the talk of shame, your go-to source for the biggest pop culture stories and famous trials. I love to consume all the news, books, TV, movies, and other media and break down the stories so you don't have to. Every week, I'll unpack a new story in the pop culture true crime world, either something that's happening in real time or reach back into the past. And I'll even have some of your favorite creators, attorneys, journalists, other pop culture accounts, and more on the show to weigh in. Bravo Lebs are no strangers to scandals, crimes, and lawsuits, fake cancer scams and prison sentences being the worst of it. But most often, it's civil lawsuits against and or between castmates. Right now, there are several lawsuits kicking around in the Bravo sphere, some that have been playing out on social media and in the court of public opinion, and some that aren't as talked about. This episode, I want to deep dive into a few of those cases. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Real Housewives of Miami are two of the most popular, as well as two of the most drama-filled shows on Bravo. So it's no surprise that drama has spilled over into the courtroom. Beauty Laser Lab, the cosmetic, medical, and beauty spa that Salt Lake City housewife Heather Gay founded and co-owns with her friend Andrea Robinson, is at the center of two current lawsuits, one involving her Salt Lake City co-star Monica Garcia and another unrelated to the show but could result in a nearly half a million dollar judgment against Heather's business if she loses. Real Housewives of Miami stars Lisa Hochstein and Lenny Hochstein have also been front and center in the headlines due to their divorce and alleged infidelity drama. Lenny even filed a lawsuit against a plant designer because he claims Lisa stole the house plants when she moved out of their former marital house. But this past week, the legal drama took a new turn when Lenny announced on his Instagram stories that he is suing Lisa for defamation over a story post she made that he says implied that he physically abused her. And in the lawsuit, claims it's Lisa who is the homewrecker, not him, calling her, quote, the real homewrecker of Miami. And he even includes still shots from their home video system as evidence. Front door cameras are truly turning out to be the silent heroes of court dramas these days. So what is the story behind all these lawsuits? Well, let me break them down for you, and then later, I'll be joined by fellow Bravo-holic Dylan Hafer, host of the Mention It All podcast on Betches, to discuss how these lawsuits are playing out in the Bravo universe. (music) 
our main sources for today's episode are complaints filed in Salt Lake County District Court, case number 23090621, and complaint filed in United States Utah District Court case number 223CV00160DBBCMR. Also complaints filed in Miami-Dade County, Florida, filing number 1871486171 and case number 20230225595CA01. Also bravotv.com, page 6, Raider Online and E. The rest of the sources will be listed in our show notes. When Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was announced at the first ever BravoCon 2019, the results online were mixed. I know for me personally, Utah was not a state I would have associated with women who represented housewives, well-off, fashion-conscious, and often the life of the party. But I was happy to admit I was wrong. On November 5th, 2020, the season one premiere episode was screened at a giant drive-in at the Rose Bowl in Los Angeles, complete with fake snow and gift bags, The moment Mary Cosby proclaimed that Jen Shaw smelled like hospital, it was clear Salt Lake City was a hit. Flash forward to season two with Jen Shaw being arrested and indicted for telemarketing fraud. We got to see the legal drama play out on camera through season three before Jen was eventually sentenced to 78 months in federal prison, which was subsequently reduced to 66 months. She is currently serving her time at Camp Bryan Federal Prison in Texas alongside fellow inmate Theranos fraudster Elizabeth Holmes, where, according to Page Six, Jen has been dubbed, quote, Jen Fonda for her Shaw-mazing ab workout classes that Elizabeth and other inmates reportedly attend. Jen's storyline officially made Real Housewives of Salt Lake City one of the most jaw-dropping shows in reality TV history. And while no other Salt Lake City cast members have prison sentences in their future, at least not yet, the remaining and newly casted housewives kept up that reputation in season four. New housewife Monica Garcia joined the cast but was no stranger to the other cast members. She reveals in her inaugural episode that she met cast member Angie through their mutual friend and current inmate, Jen Shaw. Monica also reveals she was Jen Shaw's assistant and ended up becoming a witness for the federal government against Jen. Jen asked me, do you want to be rich? Do you want to make $600,000 a year? All you have to do is put this, this, and this in your name. I remember being so weirded out, like, wait, what? It was very bizarre. And I have a friend in the Secret Service, and I called him. And he said, get the f- away from Jen Shaw. She's going to prison. We're looking for Jen Shaw. And she was arrested two months later. And that is how I became a witness with the federal government in her trial. Monica almost immediately endeared herself to the Bravo audience after that reveal. She seemed to have no problem being candid about other parts of her complicated history. In her own admission on the reality show, Monica revealed an 18-month-long affair with her brother-in-law that got her excommunicated from the Mormon church, according to E! News, and a divorce that put her in a financial position that required her mom to co-sign a car for her. 
with Monica being so upfront with some of the most intimate and revealing stories from her life, it seemed there couldn't be anything else she was hiding. But that didn't stop the internet from looking, and it was revealed that Monica was being sued by veteran Salt Lake City cast member Heather Gay over unpaid beauty services Monica received from Beauty Laser Lab. Monica countersued, claiming that Beauty Laser Lab had botched her treatments and therefore was not entitled to be paid for them. So what exactly do these lawsuits allege? Well, let's get into them. On August 14, 2023, a complaint was filed in Salt Lake County District Court by Beauty Lab and Laser LLC against Monica N. Fowler, a.k.a. Monica Garcia, that alleged there was a breach of contract. The lawsuit claims that in December 2019, Monica entered into a contractual agreement with Beauty Laser Lab for cosmetic injections that cost $2,449. According to the complaint, Monica was to pay $40 for a setup fee and $400 down payment for a total of $449 for the initial payment and then for the next 10 months would pay $200 each month. According to the complaint, Monica made the initial payment and received the cosmetic injections, but allegedly failed to make any further payments. The lawsuit is seeking the payment of $2,000 that is due on the contract, as well as interest plus attorney's fees. Monica responded to the lawsuit with a counterclaim on September 13, 2023, alleging that it was Beauty Lab and Laser that breached the contract and also alleged negligence against the business, stating in the complaint that she, quote, admits she received defective, negligently given injections, which did not have the intended promise result. Monica's response claimed that Beauty Laser Lab's failure to provide the requested services in a competent manner and by providing services below industry standard care, they had breached their contract with her. Monica's response also alleged that she and Beauty Laser Lab came to an oral agreement that because Monica found a different provider to fix the damage to her nose and lips allegedly caused by Beauty Laser Lab's negligent work, that Beauty Laser Lab would not be entitled to any further payment from her. Monica also claimed in her lawsuit that Beauty Laser Lab offered to fix the damages they caused, according to Monica, and that they wouldn't seek further payment from her. In Monica's counterclaim, Monica alleges that the injections to her nose were done in a, quote, negligent, medically deficient manner, and the appearance of Monica's nose was diminished, not improved. Monica also claims the same negligence about her lip injections, stating they were also not improved. Monica alleges in her counter-complaint that Beauty Laser Lab's lawsuit was, quote, made because of personal animosity towards Monica of Heather Gay, and she is seeking less than $50,000 in her counterclaim. So what personal animosity could Monica be referring to? On November 9th, 2023, Heather Gay posted a Beauty Laser Lab promotional video to her Instagram account with the caption, Beauty Lab and Laser is a phenomenal business in the top 1% of providers with over 3,000 positive reviews. Our injectors are nationally ranked and leaders within the industry and our legion of loyal customers speaks for itself. This lawsuit in the press has no merit and is unfortunately a pattern of behavior from a desperate woman who, when unable to pay her bills, claims dissatisfaction to avoid accountability. The last line of the caption was edited later to read, 
quote, from a desperate woman who, when unable to pay her bills, lashes out to avoid accountability. Hashtag Team BLL. Hashtag The Lab Loves You. On November 29th, 2023, Variety Magazine hosted the first ever Women of Reality TV event in Los Angeles that I was lucky enough to snag an invite to. On the red carpet, Heather claimed she would never film with Monica again. For myself, yeah, it's pretty definitive for myself, you know. I can't speak for my other cast members, but for me, it's, it was pretty clear. Could there be any truth to the personal animosity Monica referenced in her countersuit? Also recently, messages surfaced online that appeared to be communications between Monica and Beauty Laser Lab. These messages appear to show Monica praising the services she received from Beauty Laser Lab. Are these messages real? And if so, who leaked them publicly? Several theories have popped up online, but I will kiki about those theories later when Dylan joins me. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You can choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you lose a button or spill something or just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code POPCRIME20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code POPCRIME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code POPCRIME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. A motion was filed in November to dismiss Monica's counterclaim, but it has not yet been ruled on. According to court records, as of November 2023, a settlement conference has been requested for the original lawsuit against Monica in an attempt to resolve the matter. While Beauty Laser Lab versus Monica lawsuit is gossip-worthy, it's actually a different lawsuit that could be a bigger headache for Heather Gay. A civil complaint filed in U.S. District Court of Utah on March 3, 2023, by photographer Gavin O'Neill against Beauty Lab and Laser, Heather Gay, and Heather's partner, Andrea Robinson, accusing them of copyright infringement. 
According to the complaint, photographer Gavin says he licenses his work for a fee and that his work has been featured in notable publications like GQ, Vogue, Marie Claire, Glamour, and Cosmopolitan, and that he also has worked commercially with brands like KKW Beauty, Gillette, L'Oreal, Rolls-Royce, and more. Gavin states in his lawsuit that his, quote, livelihood depends on receiving compensation for the photographs he produces, and the copyright protection afforded to O'Neill's work deters would-be infringers from copying and profiting from his work without permission. But Gavin claims in his lawsuit that Beauty Laser Lab did infringe and used his work without permission or payment when three photographs that he owns, he says, were used by Beauty Laser Lab to promote their cosmetic services. In the complaint, he lists three photographs with three separate female models and provides the copyright registration numbers for each of the photographs as evidence the works are protected copyright works. Gavin claims that on July 21st, 2022, he discovered that one of his photographs was being used on the Beauty Laser Lab Instagram and Facebook pages. The post, which was made back in 2017, claimed to show results of Beauty Laser Lab's tanning services in an attempt to convince followers to book an appointment for that treatment. Gavin attached a copy of his original photograph, as well as screenshots of the picture posted to Beauty Laser Lab's Instagram and Facebook pages. The picture, which is a close-up shot of a model's face, shows the caption, quote, sun-kissed tanspo, as a play on the words to say sun-kissed tan inspiration, with the hashtags custom spray tans, hashtag book online, hashtag bronzed and beautiful. And the model in the photo, Janini Millette, is tagged. Then the following year, on January 12th, 2023, according to the complaint, Gavin says he discovered another photo of his being used by Beauty Laser Lab on several older posts. This time, model Masha Filipova, in four separate posts on their Instagram and Facebook pages with promotions for Black Friday gift card purchase deals that the spa was offering during the holiday season in 2016. That same day, on January 12, 2023, according to the complaint, Gavin discovered a third photo being used by Beauty Laser Lab of model Giovanna Prosnick that Gavin photographed. Beauty Laser Lab had the picture in a post to promote their vitamin bar elixir services. Gavin says in his lawsuit that he did not consent to his photographs being used on the Beauty Laser Lab social media pages and did not license his work to them either. Gavin claims the unauthorized use of his work by Beauty Laser Lab benefited them financially as they were able to generate sales by the use of the photographs on their pages. Gavin also claims that he attempted several times to settle this matter directly with Beauty Laser Lab before eventually having to file this lawsuit. Gavin's lawsuit is asking for $150,000 for each copyright infringement, as well as costs for his lawyer's fees, which would be at least over $450,000 in damages should he prevail. In Beauty Lab's response to the lawsuit, they state that if copyright infringement is found, that it is not willful, and they claim that as soon as they were notified of the infringement, they removed the alleged infringing photographs immediately. They also claim in their defense that the photographer did not register two of the photographs prior to or within three months of the alleged infringement, which they claim is required to make a claim. A trial date has been requested for this case, but has not yet been set.
While the Salt Lake City housewives are definitely keeping the court dockets full these days, so are the Miami housewives. Lisa Hochstein and Lenny Hochstein's divorce has been at the center of Real Housewives of Miami this season and last. And based on the back and forth we see on screen, as well as online, it doesn't seem like the feud between them is going away anytime soon. But recently, Lenny initiated a new lawsuit on December 1st, 2023, against his soon-to-be ex-wife Lisa, seeking damages between $75,000 and $100,000 for defamation. The lawsuit centers around a post Lisa made to her IG stories on November 22nd, 2023, that ended up getting picked up by multiple media sites like Page Six. In Lisa's story, she posted a photo of her arm, which looked to be bruised just above her elbow with the caption, didn't want to have to share this, but I'm left with no choice. I'm being harassed through the court system and through others by Lenny and it needs to stop. This was almost two weeks old from last season. You may have caught this bruise on the episode when I opened up to the women on the show about the divorce. The post seemed to infer that Lenny was responsible for this bruise and that he had been physically abusive towards Lisa. Lenny publicly denied the claims with a comment under page six Instagram post about the story. Lenny announced the lawsuit against Lisa via his Instagram page in a series of nine stories on December 2nd, 2023. In the first story, he writes the caption, I am opposed to all forms of violence, especially against women. Domestic violence in intimate relationships is a serious issue in our society and its victims deserve protection and a safe space to speak out. Unfortunately, my ex Lisa has taken it upon herself to discredit and mock actual victims of domestic violence by taking it upon herself to post pictures of a self-inflicted bruise claiming that I was responsible for it. I have retained an attorney and filed a lawsuit to protect myself against this defamation. A highly credible forensic pathologist already investigated the case and confirmed that Lisa did not get the bruise as a result of any alleged violent dispute. Lenny then reposted the picture that Lisa had posted in her stories, and then he also posted a doctor's report from a Dr. R.K. Wright. The caption of that post said that a highly credible forensic pathologist already investigated the case and confirmed that Lisa did not get the bruise as a result of any alleged violent dispute. Lenny then continued in his IG stories with screenshot of messages that he claimed were between Lisa and a friend of hers. He says, there is another heinous and false allegation of Lisa's that I would like to debunk. As evidence in the lawsuit, there are screenshots between Lisa and a friend of hers from September and October of 2019, where she brags about cheating on me and having an affair. I didn't learn about these very unfortunate instances until 2020, which is when both Lisa and I started consulting with divorce attorneys. Lisa was well aware and knew we were getting a divorce and already had a divorce attorney on retainer when I shared with her that I had planned on asking my now fiance, Katerina Nalik, out on a date. Then he then posted screenshots of what he alleges are these messages from Lisa, where it says things like cheating. With a mystery man. I'm so embarrassed Lenny said that. I can't wait to find my new man, my new boyfriend. I'm going to have my first affair. Lenny then ends his story saying, my hope for this lawsuit is that the truth will prevail 
and her false allegations of domestic violence and her relentless smear campaign will be discredited once and for all. So the real victims of domestic violence will continue to get the protection they need, as well as safe space to speak out about this very relevant topic. Lisa seemingly responded to Lenny's stories with a set of three stories she posted questioning the expert doctor Lenny referred to in his stories and is named as a witness in the defamation lawsuit. She also seemed to address the DMs that Lenny posted by posting a fake text exchange with President Biden and asking her audience whether that was real, seemingly to infer that the message Lenny showed could be fake. In Lenny's lawsuit against Lisa, he also claims that while Lisa has been calling him a cheater and his new fiance a homewrecker, that she is actually projecting and it's her who is perpetrating these acts. In his complaint, Lenny references a page six article about Lisa's new and current boyfriend, Jody, who was engaged to be married on September 3rd, 2022. He even includes a still shot from their home video security system with the date September 4th, 2022, that he claims is Lisa entering the home with Jody, who should have been married the day before, but instead called off the wedding. In his lawsuit, Lenny calls Lisa, quote, the real homewrecker of Miami. As further proof to show that he isn't the abuser that is being portrayed, Lenny includes a screenshot in his lawsuit from July 1st, 2023, of an email he claims is from Lisa saying what a great husband and provider he was, and he claims she wanted to get back together with him. The report from Dr. Robert K. Wright that is included in the lawsuit is the same Dr. Lisa questioned in her IG stories when Lenny announced his lawsuit. In the report attached to the lawsuit, Dr. Wright claims that the bruises shown in Lisa's photos are not defensive wounds and further claims they are not the type of bruises seen in physical altercations or spousal abuse. Dr. Wright claims in his report that the bruise is consistent with a fall into the stairs. Lenny claims in his lawsuit that the day Lisa got that bruise, he came home and she was yelling and berating him. Lenny claims that he attempted to walk away from her and head up the stairs and that Lisa got in front of him to continue yelling while walking up the stairs backwards so she could continue to yell in his face. Lenny claims this caused Lisa to lose her balance and fall on the stairs. And Lenny claims that is how Lisa got the bruise on her arm. Lenny has requested a jury trial for his defamation case against Lisa. Lisa has yet to still respond to the lawsuit. On December 3rd, 2023, a hearing was held via Zoom for the lawsuit Lenny filed against the plant company that he says stole plants when Lisa moved out of the house. I observed that hearing, and it was a brief hearing to submit an amended complaint from Lenny. The counsel for the plant company tried to argue that the owner of their business does not have possession of the plants in question and is being dragged into a marital dispute that has nothing to do with him. Lenny's counsel argued that this hearing was not the place to raise that argument, and the judge agreed. The plant company has 28 days to respond to Lenny's amended complaint. Up next, I'm joined by Dylan Hafer, host of Mention It All, to discuss what is up with all of these wild Bravo lawsuits. There's nobody else I would rather talk to about, well, Bravo-related stuff, but especially Bravo lawsuits other than Dylan Hafer of Mention It All. How are you doing, Dylan? 
I'm so good. This is like a fun, a fun little deep dive to get into. I was looking at your outline and I'm like, wow, there is so many screenshots. So much. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I feel like the I think one of the first shows I ever did with you on Mention It All, I feel like was about which case were we talking about? Was it Erica Jane? It (laughs) now I'm trying to think. It was something like that. Yeah, it was. It was, I think, when the LA Times, like all of that stuff was really going around. Okay. But it was like, okay, we're we're getting we're getting into it. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny because, you know, at the time, obviously Erica was like the biggest thing. Now, do, I mean, does it feel like Bravo is becoming like the new source for true crime? I mean, I don't remember there being this much crime related in older Bravo shows. It is. The last few years have definitely felt like there's this sort of consistent thread of there's always something, you know, on a on a medium simmer. Like, even if there's not Jen Shaw going to prison or, you know, Tom Girardi and Erica, like, facing the music, there always are kind of these backburner things. And I think, like, with the the different lawsuits, it's like, obviously, something like the Beauty Lab stuff it feels a little bit splashier. Like it's between two members of the cast. It's going to manifest in some way on the show. But then there are also these things where it's like, oh, like this person is getting sued by a client or, you know, there's like, you know, Joe Gorga is getting accused of not doing a job or something. Like there are these kind of peripheral things too, where it's like, there's always, there's always something on the docket. I wonder if, you know, Obviously, I think probably scandals and crimes existed in those older shows. But one, social media wasn't as big, so it wasn't talked about, right? I also wonder if behind the scenes back then, production saw it as like a hindrance, like they thought it might ruin the show if those things came out. Whereas now I wonder if they're like in the dock, it's like, oh, they got some stuff on the burner. Let's hire them because it might make for some good drama. That's a good point. I think overall, the sort of like, expanded Bravo universe has gotten so much more intricate in the last, you know, five years or so. Because if you think about, you know, there was a time when they were on the show and then they were writing their little Bravo blog posts and then they did the reunion and that was all we ever saw of these people. Whereas now it's like, everybody has a podcast and then some of them have a Patreon on top of the podcast. And then they have, you know, their own stuff that they're doing and they're doing live shows and tours. And there's, you know, all of these kind of, even BravoCon is sort of like an acknowledgement that they are bigger than just, you know, real women living their lives on TV. And so I think along with that comes increased scrutiny and it all, it is that kind of thing of like, maybe people are jealous. Maybe people, maybe sometimes there's like a a righteous thing of like this person's bad and I'm going to expose them. But yeah, it does feel like there's kind of more, just more like eyeballs on these people than there used to be. And that manifests in both good and bad ways, I think. You know, when I was, you know, doing the research for, you know, the Monica and Heather Gay stuff, you know, obviously, It took a while to actually find some of the lawsuits because it was under her legal name, which is Monica Fowler. You know, we know her as Monica Garcia. And then when I pulled it up, lots of things came up under that 
under that name, you know, and I didn't go through all of them because honestly, I'm one of those people that's very fair. I'm like, if it happened prior to you being on the show, it, it's just not fair game. And I'm not going to dig too far. We all have a past. We all have a history. Mm-hmm. Don't don't let people go so start searching for me. They might find <laughs> some stuff too. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think that, you know, sometimes people are like, well, why would someone come on a Bravo show if they have all of this past history? You know, but I had this theory when the whole Jen Shaw thing was going down. Because that was a really big investigation. We know across states, I think maybe it involved Rico. I don't know. Yeah. Um, And it seemed like something that, you know, obviously FBI and people were very aware of. And so I had this theory that, you know, even if Jen had gotten a sense that she could be going down, I personally think maybe being famous and going to prison would be better than going to prison as a nobody, right? She like she's like I could get on this show. I know I'm going down, but at least I cuz look at it. We're we're getting updates from her publicist that she's doing, you know, ab workouts with Elizabeth Holmes. We wouldn't be getting these things if she wasn't, you know, semi-famous before. So even in the case of Monica where it seems like uh, maybe there's some stuff coming up. Do you think people care? Because they're like, uh, who cares? I'd rather at least be famous and going to, to or getting into trouble. I think there's an element of that. I mean, with, with somebody with Jen Shaw in particular, I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't diagnose people, but it, it seems like there is some inherent need to be a star. Like it feels like this person has this like compulsion to attention seek even in a way that is maybe self-destructive and so i do think that that is something that not everybody on reality tv is like that i don't want to like you know bad mouth every single person who signs up for a show but there are some of these characters who it's like at any cost they kind of can't help themselves and with monica obviously we're sort of still just getting to know her or getting to know what she's telling us is is her so like i think there are still a lot of questions there and for me like i've enjoyed monica a lot this season i thought she, i think she's brought a lot of um story onto the show in a really exciting way for a new cast member but at the same time i don't you know it's like i don't i don't trust her as far as i could throw her like it's <laughs> Like, we're being we're being presented with one thing. Obviously, people have a lot of thoughts about her dynamic with her mom. And, you know, the stuff now with Beauty Lab is kind of another question mark onto the pile. But, like, she is – she's getting more attention than most newbies would on a Housewives show. And I think that, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, from a good place or a bad place, maybe she doesn't care. Yeah, I mean, I said early on, she very much reminded me of early days Brandy Glanville, who I was obviously a big fan of. Now we know that sort of took a turn for the worse. So we don't, you know, you don't want to get into the bad place. Um, And she's, I think she's in a good place. The audience really likes her. I really like her. Um, You know, we'll see. She's definitely, I saw on her stories today, you know, someone had said something about, I can't wait for you to get dragged. I guess they were talking about the reunion and she reposted it in her story. So she's already doing the thing where she's like not afraid to like drag the audience when need be. It's kind of like a, it almost feels like in wrestling, like there's the heel character where it's like the person who their whole job is to kind of be the bad guy. And I don't think Monica is necessarily coming across as like the villain on this season of Salt Lake. But I do think there's kind of that element of like, oh yeah, you want to come for me? Like, bring it on, baby. And I think she, it seems like she kind of has that instinct of like, no, I'm in the arena for a good time, whether it's like people 
cheering me or booing me, like I'm getting the attention. And I don't know, after this reunion, I'm I'm very curious kind of where they are going to go because I mean, like you like you've noted like they're might be sort of an impasse and that can be tricky. Well, yeah. So, you know, there's been theories going around because, okay, before the season even kicked off, there was this mystery phone call that Heather gets in Bermuda and, you know, she picks up and she's just like, what do you mean? And we don't know. And we, and we all assume it's related to Jen Shaw. Well, then rumors start coming out that like, Maybe it's related to Monica because she didn't know who Monica was because the Monica that Beauty Laser Lab was suing had a different last name than the Monica she met on the show. And so some people are saying, like, that's what the phone call is about. And then we see, you know, Heather at the variety party, you know, going on record to say that she's not going to film with Monica in the upcoming season, which, I, you know, I don't want to get your thoughts on that when, you know, housewives make those sorts of declarations. I mean, what do you, I mean, A, what do you think of the theory? Do you think the phone call is related to you? And do you think that Heather is uh, making a mistake by making those sort of declarations? The phone call, I mean, that seems like the best theory. Uh, We'll see. I really, my main hope for the phone call is that it doesn't turn into another black eye situation. Because I think that was something last season where it started out like this big splashy moment that seemed so chaotic and exciting and then just ended up being this kind of spiral of nothing and so with the phone call i'm i'm obviously curious to see the details of that but i hope that it's something that feels like satisfying to the audience and not just kind of i don't know a bit like whatever but i know so true it's such a good analogy yeah the black eye was such a letdown with heather saying that i i was a little surprised to hear her say that so publicly before the reunion has aired, before the season has finished airing, just because it seems kind of like, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Like we still have some weeks to go, but I, it is tricky with the legal stuff, especially when it's between members of the cast. It really is a delicate balance of, you know, we love the drama. We love the, you know, when things get heightened in that way, it can be really thrilling but also it can get like really hard to move forward quickly when there are people whose lawyers are advising them not to talk about things who feel like they've been so badly wronged by somebody else in the cast that they you know refuse to be in the same room or can't trust anyone who's friends with them like with housewives being the ensemble show that it is it just that kind of energy can really suck the oxygen out of a franchise and so i'm I'm excited to see how the rest of this season plays out. And I mean, my hopes for this year on Salt Lake City were not very high and they have been exceeded by all accounts for season four. So I'm, you know, I don't want to be pessimistic about it, but it is just one of those things where I'm like, yeah, Heather, in, in four months or so when they're doing contracts and it's, and you're seeing, you know, the ratings and the offers and the X, Y, Z, like, we'll, we'll see. Get back to me in 2024. You know, you make such a good point, though, especially when it comes to the lawyers, because, you know, I was like so getting into this uh, research. I was like, oh, I want to go back and watch the very, very first episode. And I had forgotten kind of like what 
royalty that Heather had come from. And in that first episode, she already announces that Beauty Laser Lab was valued at $20 million. That was in episode one. And obviously, I'm sure it's grown since then with the popularity of the show. But the fact that she was already valued at that, and now she has this other lawsuit, you know, that is going to, you know, something he's suing for half a million dollars. She has a lot to protect. So I do get why Perhaps being around somebody that you're suing and maybe doesn't like you and could be out to get you, lawyers might be like, mm, stay away. Yeah, it's almost like the the lawsuit with Monica is maybe not the biggest liability. Like, you know, if Monica's mad and you pay her some money to get her to, to go away, I don't think that's going to like ruin Heather. But I think what you were kind of dancing around maybe is that like Monica seems a little chaotic. Monica (laughs) seems like you might not be able to count on, okay, if we say fine, here's your check, then she's actually going to be nice to us for the rest of time. Like I could see Heather being concerned that Monica might sort of do something more drastic in terms of trying to ruin her business or trying to come for, you know, what she has to protect. And so Heather is getting into that territory, I think, where her brand is maybe bigger than the show itself. Or not not bigger than the show, but like separate in a way. And yeah. I think that's when you see people kind of less willing to be down in the mud on Housewives because they're like, I don't, I would rather lose the Housewives check than lose my business empire. Exactly. My livelihood. And, you know, obviously we know that Monica was willing to be a federal witness, which, you know, she should be. Jen was doing bad things, but I think probably it lay, it's in Heather's back of the mind was like, she she's willing to like, you know, step up and be a witness for me when needed. And look, I'm not, look, I don't, I can't confirm or deny these things, but I know a lot of rumors were also going around in the Bravo sphere about Monica potentially being a source for a lot of those videos about Jen screaming, coming out um on the internet. So I don't know if, if, if we've heard it, I imagine that Heather's probably heard these things. And so she's probably worried, like what information does Monica have on me that she could reveal? Yeah. I mean, the first in the premiere of this season, Monica is saying that she has never heard a good thing about any of these women from Jen. And so you just have to imagine that if, if she was spending a lot of time with Jen Shaw, there could be, I mean, she might have a Margaret Joseph style arsenal kind of uh, <laughs> on some of these <laughs> ladies. And right? yeah, like if you if you get the sense that she can be kind of a, a hair trigger, like that can be a really dangerous energy to surround yourself with if it goes that direction. I mean, I I don't know if it will. I don't I don't know Monica that well. But yeah, it's it's a tricky it's a tricky puzzle piece to have in the cast when you feel like you are sort of scared of what might happen. And I think, you know, from a business perspective, I certainly imagine that Lisa and Meredith could kind of side with Heather on that angle of like, yeah, if this person seems like they might be a little bit volatile in terms of like spreading stuff about us. I mean, I guess Angie and Whitney also have businesses. Like, I think that could become something that is an issue for Monica if the women really are worried about that. Yeah, they probably look at her as like someone who has nothing to lose, right? They're like, 
we have more net worth, we have all of these things, and you have nothing but to gain fame and, you know, notoriety by taking us down. <laughs> you have one Louis Vuitton bag that you bought before <laughs> we went to Palm Springs, and you have a, a Range Rover that your mom can take away whenever she feels like it. <laughs> yeah. Now, that leads, so that's probably, I mean, you know, these DMs leaked online, you know, after this lawsuit came out, all of a sudden, Bravo accounts suddenly had these alleged DMs that were allegedly between Monica and Beauty Laser Lab after she got this work done where she was, you know, allegedly sending pictures of herself saying, you know, obsessed, you're amazed, I mean, so good, you know, um, and all of these things and basically praising the work. Now, do you think that these DMs are real? And if you are real, if they are real, I'm just so curious, like, do you think they were leaked by someone, you know, in the Heather team realm? God, it's so it's so tough because like the whole DM thing, it's like uh, we need like we need like an AI filter that can just like <laughs> see like the metadata or whatever and tell you if a DM is real. Like I I feel like we need that technology. But I do feel like it's a little bit um you know when Jackie Goldschneider joined Real Housewives of New Jersey and there were those photos of her with Teresa at like her book meet and greet from years prior. Yeah. I feel like Monica DMing beauty lab about how much she loved her injections is sort of like that, like fan energy a little bit, which there's nothing wrong with. I mean, if you go to the, like if I went to beauty lab tomorrow, you better believe I would be like tagging Heather in the post and being like, iconic got my lips done at beauty lab. (laughs) Totally. But then it's reasonable that when you join the show, if the, if people find out about those things, they're going to talk about it. And then especially if you're, you know, maybe changing your tune and suing someone, you're those kind of it, it's something that it makes sense that you're going to have to answer for. And if the DMs are real, I think it, it feels like fair game to me. And if I were like on Heather, if I was like in Heather's camp. I think I would be tempted to send those screenshots to a few places. <laughs> you know, it's so funny when I you know, when these accounts get these. I will say that I've never been approached by any Bravo Lebs <laughs> to leak anything because maybe they like that's just not the vibe they get from me. They're like, oh, they will, they will, you know. I, I don't know. Have you ever been approached? <laughs> no, I, I, I. I feel like I am uh, pretty intentional about um, not sort of getting too close with anyone like yeah i love to have like a a friendly rapport with some bravo labs but like i am not trying to be anybody's mouthpiece oh god that's a that's a dangerous game and i've i i feel like i've seen some people where it's like oh you were like cameron westcott's best friend how is that gonna go for you <laughs> <laughs> right exactly exactly <laughs> Oh my God. Well, there was, there's also so many other lawsuits. I mean, we didn't talk about today, but I'm sure we'll have a part two and part three because this is like never ending. Like, yeah. In Potomac alone, we have Michael Darby suing Candace for defamation. Um, Giselle and Robin are like kind of, it's like a lawsuit trademark thing with Eminem, rapper Eminem, over the, you know, they have the reasonably shady podcast. He owns the trademark to Slim Shady, and he's trying to basically <laughs> oppose the use of their trademark for Reasonably Shady, which is kind of funny. Um, even, I don't know if you remember this lawsuit, former Southern Char star Naomi Olindo, she was sued by her, like, 
you know, someone who's calling herself a business partner, she's saying she's an employee uh, for, I think, her clothing business and that sort of thing. There's so many lawsuits. Okay, if you were to predict in 2024 who are some Bravo lebs we could see named in some lawsuits in the coming year, who would you guess? Like, I, okay, here's here's some of my guesses personally. Like, look, if I were Gertie, I might sue Larsa. Mm. I don't know if you can sue for people talking, talking, <laughs> <and revealing laughs> <information>, <laughs> but like, I might sue her. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because I feel like I am not like a litigious minded person. I mean, I don't have like, the need or the resources to be suing people in my own life. But I just, I don't think I would, even if I did. Um, So it was funny to think about. But you know what came up in my mind is that if that ultimate girls trip in Morocco does not air, and I was one of the other women on the cast that's not Brandy, I would be calling up my lawyer and being like, is there anything we can do to blame this woman for whatever like exposure deals publicity i'm gonna miss out on because i think that is something that obviously like brandy and caroline have their own sort of one-on-one issue um, yeah but think about like camille Grammer, um eva is on that trip alex mccord gretchen rossi like people where this is kind of their their biggest opportunity they've had in a really long time. And I think Such if that show point. gets if that show gets shelved, I would be curious to see how the other women sort of take it. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, that show might air and nothing will happen. But that it, it just popped into my head that I'm like, I I think some lawyers would at least be digging around. <laughs> wow. No, that is such a good such a good point. And this is why I love having you. You have these, you were thinking outside the box. I was like, I didn't even go that deep, but that's so, so true. Well, all right, I'm gonna put it on the 2024. I'm gonna have a, we're gonna have a bingo card of lawsuits in 2024. I'm gonna put that one front and center. I could also see Kyle being angry enough about people talking about like her body and her, you know, potential relationship with Morgan Wade to like send some cease and desist letters a la like Harry and Meghan. Um, we'll see. I, I look, I love I love a good cease and desist or cis and deceased, as we <laughs> like to call it in the Bravo world. <laughs> love assist and uh, deceased. Love assist and deceased. Um, Dylan, tell the pop crime audience where they can find you. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Hafer. And I also am running at Bravo by Betches all the time. So that's where we have all of our fun Bravo stuff going on 24-7. And you can listen to me on the Mention It All podcast wherever you're listening to Pop Crime. All right. Thank you so much, Dylan, for joining us. Thanks, Kiki. Pop Crime is produced by Sean Kilby, Shannon Sassone, and me, Kiki Monique. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Guest booking by Ali Freelander. And be sure to follow me at The Talk of Shame on TikTok and Instagram. And send your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.